0: And welcome to, drumroll please, season three, very good, (laughs) season three of Animal Wise, the podcast that adds a little animal wisdom to your world. I'm Lauren McCall, peripatetic podcaster, (laughs) author, teacher, and founder of the Lauren McCall Animal Communication Academy.
1: Wow, big words so early I on. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're getting uh, expecting a lot out of season three, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm Bertha Eddington, fellow podcaster, digital marketing professional, and animal lover. And we want to welcome to you to our very first podcast of our third season. There has been a lot going on for both of us, but especially in Lauren's world, holy moly girl, will you share a little of the ongoing adventures of
0: Lauren and family with our listeners? Sure. So instead of recording this episode from the state of Oregon in the United States, where I had been in the past, I am now in the southwest of England Uh, This is quite a big adjustment for all of our family, including our dog, Allie. Uh, Shipping our human stuff in a sea container was nothing like as complicated as setting up Allie's journey. It is so complex to take a dog into the UK. In fact, Allie needed her own travel agent.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. And it sounds um, expensive as well as complicated,
0: Oh, yes. Very expensive. But, of course, worth it. Uh, my friend Debbie and I drove Allie up to Seattle Airport so she could have a direct flight to Heathrow Airport in London. And uh, <laughs> we handed her over in her specially adapted dog crate to her very own travel agent, <laughs> who then, <laughs> who then got her checked in. And she was Allie was then handed off, always in her crate, of course to a cargo firm who loaded her into the special pressurized section of the aircraft where they have animals. And then on arrival into Heathrow, she was removed by yet another cargo company that we paid and taken to the Heathrow Animal Reception Center, um, where animals coming into the UK are received. Uh, The vets checked her out and scrutinized her health passport paperwork. And then finally, a delivery service brought her to us, and Allie was traveling about thirty-six hours.
1: That mm. is quite a story, um, and you know, it really makes me wonder how the process affected your sweet Allie. That's a big thing—being separated from you, flying in a totally new environment for a long time.
0: Did you have you talked to Allie? I mean, do you know her? What her experience was? Well, yeah, I do, not surprisingly. I did talk to her and of course, you know, prior to her journey, I did the best that I could to prepare her for, you know, the various steps that she would encounter along the way. But, you know, I could only tell her in very general terms. Um, but after we got here and we were all settled in a bit, I was curious as to whether or not she had a difficult trip or not. And so, uh, we did have a little chat about it that I'd, I'd like to share with everyone. Good. Good. So I started out by asking Allie, How are you doing? And she said, It's good here. I like it. I said, I'm really glad because we want you to be as happy and healthy as possible. Allie said, I know. I said, Is there anything you want or need? She said, Well, I would like to get off the leash. I said, well, uh, we'd love to do that for you, but until you really get to know this area, we're afraid that you're going to run off, especially if you see a deer or something else that interests you. Allie said, oh, yeah, you you have a good point there. (laughs) I said, yeah, I, I know you can't help yourself. Now, I wanted to talk to you about your trip over here. She said, well, that was a bit tough, but I made it okay. I said, well, we're sorry that we had to put you through that. I did do my best to prepare you ahead of time by trying to tell you what it would be like. Allie said, I know, but the thing is, you don't really know what it's like until you do it. I said, right, and I did not know exactly what it would be like for you especially on the airplane. How was that? Allie said, well, it's always hard when you have no way to control or leave a situation. I was in my own box, so I felt safe. Did they give you water and some food, I asked. Allie said, yeah, I didn't eat, but I drank. I said, well, you didn't pee either, at least not in your crate. She said no, I didn't, but I I did when I got out of the out of the box though. Wow. Mm. I said, "Did you sleep?" She said, "Well, it took me a while, but after some time I slept. That helped. But I was sort of stressed. There was another dog in there near me. We talked a little bit." I said, "Oh, that's good." I said, "You know, We just didn't know what to expect for your trip. So, what happened when the plane landed? Allie said, Well, the light came flooding in when the door opened, and we were removed pretty quickly. My box was then put on something that moved, and I went to the place with lots of animals. That was a good place. Mm -hmm. I got to pee and I had more water. It was very busy there, but everyone was nice to me. After a while, someone came and looked me over. Then I was put in a big car and brought here. I guess that's about it. I said, well, we were so relieved when you got here safely. She said, me too. I was really thrilled to see Mum. I looked for you, but you weren't here. I said no. I did come later, though. Allie said yes. We're all together again.
1: Yeah, you know, if I could just interject here, I know mm. there's more. I, I know there's more of the conversation, but I just want to comment on how very pragmatic Allie is. It, it reminds me of so many of the conversations you've shared where we've learned that animals really do live in the present. I, I mean, Allie remembers being stressed, but she's all good now because she's
0: here in the present. Yeah, I know. It's remarkable, isn't it, how animals just adapt and carry on? Yeah.
1: Well, after living, after li- you're now living in the land of um, keep calm and carry on, as <laughs> Allie is, Uh, things must be different for Allie still. For example, I believe in your home in the States, you could let her off the leash in your yard, but that's not possible where you are right now, is it?
0: Well, you know, we have just started, um, letting her off the leash in a nearby field, but it, it took quite a while. Um, where we're living, she has a fenced yard and she can wander around that yard as she pleases. Uh, but up until very recently when we went for walks in the fields and the woods near where we were, she was on a very long line. Mm. Um, in fact, I did talk to her um, uh, about how she feels uh, in our current environment, and I, I can share that.
1: Oh, okay. yes, please do.
0: I said to Allie, well, we take you for walks and near in nearby fields and woods. Tell me how the smells are different here. Allie said, oh, that's very different. And I guess some things are the same. For example, grass still smells like grass. But the earth smells a little different. There are lots of dogs in the areas where we walk. So I suppose the dog smells are similar to other dog smells. Different dogs, different smells. The birds sound very different, though. I said, oh, you notice bird sounds? Allie said, sure, don't you? (laughs) I said, yes, and I think that they're different, too. Allie said, there are more car noises here. I think that's too bad. I replied, well, that's true. This place is close to a busy road. None of us particularly likes that. She said, the food is different too. I said, it is. And you seem to be eating well. Better, in fact, than you did when we were in Oregon. She said, yes, I like the food. (laughs) I said, good. I said, what else is different here? She said, well, it's damper. I like the yard and the smells coming from next door. I'd like to make some friends. Now I just want to interject here that next door to where we are, there are a couple of adorable pygmy goats uh, and some chickens and a couple of dogs. In fact, we're going to hear from the pygmy goats and chickens later in this season. But those are yay, those are the animals that Allie's interested in getting to know. Little buddies. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I said, but we did have Mortimer, your new dog friend, over to play. Did you enjoy that? Allie said, sure, that was fun. And I'd like to meet the other dog next door. I said, okay. Is there anything else? I said, how do you like Bunty? Now, Bunty is Helen's 87-year-old mother, who we're staying with until we find our own house. I said, this is her house, you know, Allie. Allie said, She's sweet. I like her. And I make her happy. I enjoy making people happy. I said, Good for you. She does love you. Allie said, Yay. Mm-hmm. Life is sweet. I said, I'm glad you're adjusting so very well. We moved around a lot in the last year. Allie said, Yeah. I got used to moving around. I have found that there is good to be had everywhere if you look for it. After all, life is an adventure of smells and experiences. And that is the world according to Allie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that. I You know, we talk about... So much about how our perspective and how we look at things is important. And here's Sweet Allie saying, Life is an adventure with good to be had everywhere, if you look. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's something we tell ourselves, and it's so simple,
0: but, but very wise. How, how old is Allie? Uh, we think she's about six years old. Um, she was picked up on the streets of Mexico, so, in fact, she's a pretty well-traveled dog. Yeah, internationally.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I guess the reason I ask her age is that she sounds very youthful and light in her attitude, in spite of the wisdom. So, so how does it? How's it working out? Does she bark with an English accent yet? <laughs>
0: I, I don't think she's picked up an accent yet. At least not that I've noticed. <laughs> but, yeah. but I have to admit, she does bring light and joy wherever she goes. That's, that's absolutely true. And the woman that we're staying with, um, my wife's mother, uh, she really adores her. And that's been just a, a delight to see them sharing time together. Oh, that's
1: wonderful. Well, I know it's been a big, big adventure for you and mm-hmm. really appreciate sharing you sharing part of your new adventure. And I know we're going to hear more about it. So I'm excited about uh-huh. that. And I'd also um, like to let our listeners know that as we move into season three of our podcast, we are going to be premiering a new feature, and that is stories from you, our listeners, about your relationships with your animals.
0: Yeah, isn't that a great idea? Uh, Well, we think so. We think so, yeah. (laughs) We think so. Um, We want to hear from you about the wisdom or goofiness or whatever you have learned from your special animal companion, and it can be any species. Um, we're going to be announcing the detail of our new program soon on our Facebook page and, of course, in our various podcasts. So please keep checking our Facebook page, which is called uh, Animal Wise, and uh, be sure and remember to like our page as well.
1: Yes, and as well, we will be doing a special snippet with instructions as to how you can be featured on Animal Wise, and we really want to hear your stories.
0: And really, who doesn't want to be featured on Animal? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much, everyone, for listening and sharing our mission uh, to help make the world a better place for all of us with some little animal wisdom. Uh, Please tell everyone that you meet about us and be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, or just about anywhere else, including Amazon and Audible. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye.